This is the Coined Podcast, sponsored by VCD Auctions. Have fun like a collector, think like an investor. Whether you're just a hobbyist or looking for an alternative investment with rare coins, paper money, NFTs, or art, your host, Charles Jonath, is covering it all. Now, your host, Charles Jonath. All right, we're here with Kenny Duncan Jr. from US Coin and Jewelry down in Houston. Bet he's really happy about his World Series team right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely couldn't be prouder of our uh, of our Astros, that's for sure. Oh, that's good, dude. You're lucky. It's awesome. But, you know, man, I'm I'm super excited to talk to you because you're one of the only people that I run into who actually grew up in a coin shop like me. So I, I'm so curious, like to hear first, I really want to know what was your experience? What was it like for you growing up in a coin shop? And then eventually tell us like how your family got into coins and everything and what decided um, you guys to open up the store and all. So I'll start with, uh, I'll start with the family history. So, you know, my dad, um, my dad would, my dad would go to coin shows and basically pick silver dollars for a living. Um, you know, fresh awesome. bags were coming out around 84, 85. Um, and my dad would pick, you know, uh, 81S's, 82S's, a lot of the old mid date, those bags were coming out. Um, and he would pick, um, you know, 63, 64, 65 coins that were bringing, you know, multiples of hundreds of dollars back then. Um, then when the grading services came out, um, back in the 86, 87 era, um, that's when things got really good for him. And, um, you know, he just had a really good eye, you know, he cut his teeth on, uh, Morgan silver dollars and, um, we, um, you know, that's really where us coins LP took off uh, him wow. and my uncle, Danny, uh, Paul Montgomery, Mike Fulgens, so cool. um, Robert McGee. Um, you know, some of the greatest, you know, some of the great guys, uh, in the industry, uh, Eric Etai, my uncle, Johnny, um, Dana, Dana Samuelson, uh, was, a just an awesome guy. Um, you know, rest in peace, Dana. Um, you know, I remember just, I remember those days being a kid, um, you know, going to the shop and watching $20 <laughs> gold teeth, $20 bags come in and some right. dollar bags and just, yeah, just, you know, the grading services back then. I mean, they were great in so many coins. It was, um, as a kid, obviously, you know, I don't, I didn't know what was going on at the time, but you know, now that I'm, you know, when I think about those days, it was kind of cool to be around then. Um, my Absolutely. own personal history started, um, in the year 2000. Um, I first, you know, I always helped out in the coin shop, you know, even at, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, searching. Have to, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, searching bags, you know, searching bags for 9 SVDBs or, you know, 31Ss, 24Ds, 24Ss, um, you know, 55 double dies, anything you could find better in Lincoln sent bags. And then Merc dimes, you know, over dates. I remember I was, I think, 13 or 14 years old. I found a 42 over one. I thought I was just like, uh, just thought the coolest thing. Cause, <laughs> you know, you just, it's not something that happens all the time. In no, the back then, for um, sure. Um, you know, um, so, you know, I got paid, I remember five bucks an hour, uh, to, to search sounds bags. about right. <laughs> yeah. Five bucks an hour. And then I would clean the cases in our, in my dad's first coin shop, uh, which was in Sharpstown mall in Houston, Texas. 
Um, then let's say, um, you know, I moved to Houston in 2000. I got into the, you know, I, I started working for us coins and, um, you know, at 20 years old, Charles, honestly with you, I can't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Right. It wasn't yeah. work. Uh, it was, like, uh, it's like that for know, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, man, it was, you know, it was anything but work. It was, you know, trying to hang out and party and, right. you know, just, just never do anything the right way. I was, you know, it took a while for me to really get my head screwed on straight, screwed on straight to be honest with you. So, um, but you know, being around coins and, um, just really, I've always loved coins and I've always been right. able to, um, you know, I've always been able to talk to people, you know, the coin shop was just kind of an easy place for me to be. Um, you know, uh, customer service things came easy to me cause it's kind of something we learned from our dad. Yeah. He, um, just dealing with the public. You know, my, dad's a, dealing. my dad's a fair guy, you know, and you yeah. can, you can deal with anybody when you're fair. Right. right? Um, That's so when, true. When yeah. you're, yeah, when you when you have a fair, um, you know, when you have a base of integrity and and just um, penchant for being honesty for being honest, it's just easy to deal with people because you know it, it kind of you know it exudes out of you. People can feel it. Absolutely. And that's one of the things about the coin shop that I've always loved is that you know we make a lot of money, but we make a lot of money the easy and the fair way. Um, yeah. So you well, know, we just we, that, we work on our percentage. You know what I mean. It, <laughs> I, I always found with dealing with the public that you just tell them, look, this is kind of, this is what this is. You educate them about the individual coins, the type series and how that works, how the pricing is done, how people collect the stuff. And this is, you know, this I think is a fair price. And then ultimately I just let them decide what they want to do. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's exactly right. You know, you, our job as uh, you know, as a numismatist in the coin shop is to um, give the customer the best valuation for what they have. Right. Um, you know, let them know the market. You know, I, I personally like to give them a buy sell spread just so they know. Um, it, it, say for instance, customer comes in with a 93 S dollar and you know, VG, which is, I guess, you know, 5,000, $5,500 coin. Um, normally I'm going to have that in stock. So um, you know, if I, if I offer 4,500 and then I have one in stock for 5,250, then that's a pretty fair spread, right? Yeah. Um, you know, people go into bed, bath and beyond all the time, um, um, or big box stores and pay 30, oh, 40, 50, 60% <laughs> yeah. and they do it all the time and they don't even, they don't even think twice, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, and they come into a coin shop and they want you to work for 4%, you know, Bro, it's those... like, yeah, you know, I just, so those margins know, don't exist in our business. They really don't. And, and people just think we're making all the money in the world. And it's just so hard. It's, it's funny. They're, they're, they're spending so much money elsewhere and getting beat up left and right in margins. And, and the coin shop is one of the few places and the few hobbies I think that you actually have a buy sell spread. And, um, you know, a lot of people will honor buyback. We give a one year buyback, uh, for a 90% buyback for any coin that we sell. Um, I mean, uh, it's a really good I idea. Mean, Ninety-five percent of the coins we sell, we give a one-year buyback on. I mean, if it's not heavy bullion related, um, it's for sure. Um, right. 
you know, like high reliefs and stuff like that. We, you know, maybe don't fall under the, the buyback rule just because, you know, when they do move, they kind of move in chunks, but yeah. You know, if you if you buy a nice, you know, if you buy a nice ninety three S dollar for me in VF thirty five CAC or oh, something, such and, a staple, you know, yeah. You paid absolutely, yeah. You paid, you know, paid ten grand for it. You know, I'll always give you ninety one hundred bucks. You know, for a year, I can guarantee that. So, um, it, it's coins like that that we don't have a problem doing. So, like I said, you know, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, is just you know being upfront, being honest. Um, it's a lot easier to do business that way. Um, we just crank the volume up and, and let them come in and, and we just use the same model for every customer and it does, you know, it works out really well for us. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I agree with you hundred percent and especially on the key dates like that, you, you want to always try and stock those if you can, I mean, because yeah, someone's going to want them at some point and they're, they're such good coins to have. It's, it's a great investment. Well, you start to think about, you know, when you start talking about choice in original coins, right? So like, you know, original um, 16D quarter, I mean, a 16P quarter, 16D dimes, uh, 09 SVDBs, you know, three legs, uh, 55 double dies. Um, then you start getting into your, some of your secondary 21P, 21S uh, uh, dimes. You know, go try to find a nice uh, uh, 21S uh, dime, a Merc dime in, v, in, in VFXF, like a nice, real, true, original coin, and they're tough. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, try to find try to find a 16 quarter in XF that's original. Try to go find a um, 16D dime that's original. It's getting harder um, and harder. <laughs> It's, it's tough, you know, and I say original, you know, it's just, it's really tough. You know, um, it was back when a lot of the key day coins were being bought and traded, you know, you know, light cleaning and, you know, taking some of the old dirt off and stuff. People did that with soap and water. They did it with residue removers. They did it with dip. They did it whizzing. They did it with so many different other, other ways that to find original coins. And it's just, I'll buy those coins back all day long. Even if the market's upside down, it'll come back. My money's safe in those type of coins and I'm okay with it. Definitely. So definitely, um, you know, with the evolution of CAC as well, um, that's a whole other crazy thing. (laughs) It's just made it easier for it. Listen to me, honestly, it just makes it easier for the collector to make the right choice. Yeah. It it adds an extra layer of um, credibility, I think, because if people are skeptical about grades, I mean, there's always this thing between NGC and PCGS and you know what? I'm curious to get your perspective on it because I have clients that are willing to pay more for coins and PCGS holders and stuff like that. But to me, I don't know if it's a grading thing. I, I see it as why they're paying the premium is because they've already established registry sets with PCGS and that's, that's where the registry game really is strong. So they're willing to pay more for a coin in a PCGS holder to put it in their set. Yeah. I mean, what know, do you think on that? You know, I, I, I look at every coin um, for what it is. You know, I try to look, I try to look at it like this. Every coin stands on its own merits, no matter what holder it's in, no matter who graded it. Um, I've bought millions and millions of nice of dollars of nice coins in NGC holders. I mean, you know, I think both grading services do a pretty Good I mean, job, it's, it's a, right? It's a, balance, it's a balancing act. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you look at the gray sheet, you look at the blue sheet, obviously PCGS coins do trade for more money. There's a more supportive market for those coins, but 
Let me tell you, I bought some really, really great collections that have been graded by NGC. And I thought they were graded Absolutely. right. Um, you know, so I, um, but again, here comes CAC, right? And, you know, NGC, PCG, or PCGS or not, if the coin's CAC, um, it's been stickered. You know, you, you, again, you, like you said, you have that, you had that added benefit and you feel a little bit more comfortable and you feel a little bit more confident that it is true for the grade or really PQ for the grade or maybe even slightly undergraded, which is fine, you know, because, you know, why max out a coin? You know, I like to have a nice, you know, gym coin, you know, if it's gym and it's in a CAC holder, it it doesn't, I don't need it to stretch to a six, right? Right, I mean, I can, you know, a a really, really nice five, you know, that's appealing to me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, definitely. As long as it's solid for the grade and, John, though, I, he's got to be probably the, the best grader of type coins, U.S. type coins, man. Well, I think, you know, you know, so. this is just my personal opinion. This doesn't, you know, represent any, you know, it just, I, I think he's the most consistent. Right. At the end of the I day, think, I, think I, agree. He, I think when it comes down, if you listen to him on my podcast, he talked a lot about his calibrating, you know, and it, it, it's funny because after that conversation, you know, sometimes on Saturdays, you know, um, I'll come in and grade coins on Saturdays because, um, you know, I can, the back normally, you know, my back office is pretty much quiet. Then, um, you know, I can turn the lights off. I can take my contacts out, believe it. I wear contacts. I can't grade with my contacts in. So 90% of the time I'm looking at coins with my contacts in, and I yeah, really can't grade with them in. So when I go to coin shows, a lot of people, they'll ask me, why do you wear glasses at coin shows? It's because I can, I can easily take See, them off yeah, and I can grade I, coins. I, I do the same. So, um, you know, so I, you know, I come in, my eyes are fresh, you know, um, and you know, I've got peace and quiet. I turn the phones off in the back and, you know, I can, you know, really set it up and, and just have some quiet time, you know, and, and maybe sometimes put some gentle music on in the back or some jazz or some Coltrane That's or you know, something yeah, I do the that same. just kind of, kind of gets me in the mood. And then, um, yeah. yeah, then I'll grade coins. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting when even John said that he needs, you know, he would come back from a vacation and he would calibrate and, you know, he would sit down for 30 minutes or an hour or for a specific series and sit down and really, really, really try to calibrate, you know, his eyes and get, you know, back on track. And I think that, you know, that consistency is what the market needs, yeah. right? It needs that consistency. We don't need grade inflation. We don't need, you know, seven, co- seven, uh, um, seven, 60 coins and 67 holders that should be in 66s. That's not fair to anybody. It's not fair to the customer, more importantly. Absolutely. And it runs people away. It runs people away from the hobby. And this well, is it's not the reality. Hobby. You know, you know, my thing is, Charles, it's such a fun hobby. You know, and it's such a cool hobby and it is such a, um, I mean, it's a hobby of Kings, right? But it it does drive some people away because people aren't necessarily, uh, you know, they're, they don't tell the truth a lot, um, you know, and they're slimy and they're greasy. It's what's, it's what's (laughs) holding the whole thing back because I feel like the, the hobby is growing and it, it should be much have a broader appeal than it does. And I think just because it's, it gets a bad rap after you know, bad apples that have, you know, bad situations that have happened over the years. And it's really a shame because it's a, it's a great field, but that's why I'm super happy that you're doing what you're doing and getting the content out there and stuff like that, because I think it really helps raise awareness for the hobby and to show people that there are people that can explain everything to you that will give you full disclosure and help you navigate this hobby. Because 
not you could you could do well. It's an investment, but it's also a fun. You know, yeah, so. It is. You know, if you come into it looking to make money, um, you know, you're no longer, in my opinion, a hobbyist, you know, now you're a business person. Right. Um, if you, if you sit down and educate yourself about the hobby and you buy the right material from the right people and you get educated the right way, you're going to be taken care of. Um, Absolutely. That's how you make money. (laughs) Just another clip from, you know, and I'll just, I I hate to quote my entire, you know, CAC thing with John, but no, absolutely. I want to know what the, basically what's the, what was the whole takeaway? Like, what did you, what did you digest from your conversation with John, especially about the grading and the whole slabbing, what's going to happen there? I just think, I think you can expect a very consistent, uh, I think you can expect a very consistent product and I believe that a lot of coins that should be in holders won't make it into a CAC holder. And to me, that's going to be the best. You know, the worked on coins, the doctored coins, uh, the stuff that's out there that somehow slips, you know, and gets into holders. Um, you know, uh, maybe, you know, they missed the uh, grader might have missed this five years ago or missed that. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think John's team is, uh, is going to miss those things. And I think that, you know, I think it's going to really, um, I think it's going to really set the table for some really great coins to be traded. And, um, you know, I think it just kind of, you know, I think it kind of equalizes, um, you know, kind of, it just kind of levels the playing field in terms of better coins. Cause if right. you've noticed in the past, you know, couple auctions, let's just say go back year, year and a half, the better coins have done that have been see that have been stickered have just completely you know, just skyrocketing, blown. They've just blown everything else out of the water. Now, now going back to my original statement, though, that doesn't mean that there aren't nice coins in NGC holders or that are not stickered, or there's that doesn't mean there's not coins, nice coins in PCGS oh, holders mean, that are not stickered. And I find them all the time. And, well, and that's where you have to train your eye. And again, that's when you have to align yourself with the right company or the right person, uh, the right person or the or the right, uh, you know, the right people. Um, to help you make those decisions and to help you continue on with, um, uh, to help you, um, to help you, um, continue to make good decisions and, and to help you with that buying process. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and again, be there whenever you want to liquidate, right? Be there whenever, um, you know, you want to trade into something else or trade up or maybe switch series or maybe, you know, go a completely different direction. Um, you know, it really, you get to, yeah, that's what we do is we're there for you to help market make in a sense. We see, you know, when you want to divest, we can help you navigate yeah, or just that. just collect, you know, I mean, it's just like for me, like I, I sometimes like, you know, I want to get into something, you know, like something personal for me. Like I want to collect something, right. And you know, I like, you know, there's certain things that I like, you know, I like gemstones. I like meteorites. Um, I like, um, you know, there's like, there's some stuff outside of the, you know, sports memorabilia and, and rare coin world that I like that I find interesting. And, um, you know, who do I go to? You right. know, who do I go to that's going to treat me fair on gemstones? That's the thing. Good it's luck. a whole other world probably. <laughs> Well, you know, and I know, and I've learned the business, right? And and, it, and I've, what I've learned is that there's very few people that I trust. Wow. Um, you know, in the media right world, you know, go try to get a go 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 try to get a buyback on a media right. I I wouldn't even know where to you begin. Know, I wouldn't go even spend know. go spend twenty five or you know fifty grand on a media right that you that you fall in love with, and then go try to find another buyer for it. It's just tough, right? Yeah. Darn. So, 
I wouldn't um, even know where know, to go. Like, I don't even know where to buy a $50,000 meter. <laughs> well, but, but that's okay. So then, so then a guy comes up to you and says, okay, I want a, a coiled hell. I want a coiled, coiled hell, uh, hair Stella and four CAC, mm-hmm. you know, good luck. Go, go, you know, go try to find it. You're going to go Tough. through, you know, you're going to go through years trying to find one. And then Absolutely. when you do, there's going to be a hefty price tag on it. Right. And, you know, I feel like we have the opportunity to, to find new collectors out there. I think the new grading service is going to help tremendously with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, PCGS coins that are already stickered, I'm not saying those coins still don't make that cut. They don't have to be necessarily oh, no. in the new holder. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, if, if you buy a collection over the counter and it's got a bunch of what you would call gem 85 cc's and, you know, 78 cc's and, you know, gem 91, 92 cc's, you know, maybe a gem 93 cc, you get to send it in the CAC one time and you know that you're going to have a very well and accurately graded product. You're not going to have to play some crack out game. Right. Um, you know, you're not, it's just, it's going to be graded once it's going to be graded right. And you're not, you're going to get max money for that deal. And it's going to be, um, you know, it's easy for everybody. Yeah. Man. So that, that, that's a, that's pretty, that's an exciting thing for me. I definitely think so. I, I'm looking forward to it. I know I want to definitely send some coins to be slab when time comes. So, yeah. You know, and it's, it, it raises a question to me too. Like, do you ever find yourself gravitating to a particular type series? Um, personally, or just what sells in store? Like personally, like what, you know, the stuff or I mean, what you I, know I, most I about like, yeah, silver dollars. I mean, you know, silver dollars is where I started. Like Morgan um, dollars. Yeah. Morgan silver dollars. Yeah. I just think interesting. That, um, interesting. Okay. I just think the Morgan silver dollars are just, they're so easy. Um, there is such a great series. You know, when you look at an ADS dollar, that's full struck, you know, 68, 68 plus that just has, you know, this magnificent, you know, luster wheel. And, um, obviously I love, you know, saints dated saints. Um, um, I think that's a great series, you know, especially when they get in a high grade. I like that really nice orangey kind of green color that, that really just, again, a lot of luster line, a lot of luster wheels. Um, you know, I don't get into the small size stuff personally. Um, you know, I think this three cent silvers are really just absolute beautiful coins, but they're Some just too them, small yeah. for me. The but scale, man, I yeah. love the series. Um, I catch myself buying some 66 pluses and sevens, you know, <laughs> just on Toned a whim sometimes just because yeah. it's, Huh? Toned up and stuff too. Yeah, toned yeah. up and just pretty. It's hard for me not to buy them sometimes. Um, what else am I a sucker for? I'm a sucker for really pretty, pretty red two cent pieces. I'm a sucker for uh, large cent pieces and five and six red. Um, I'm a sucker for half cents. Like now, listen, I'll tell you what I think is really cool and, and what things you don't see a lot, not buy a lot of, are are red brown and red half cents classic and bust um, that just that are that are so kind of red brown plus that red color, man. I mean, those are just beautiful. They are beautiful attractive coins. coins. Yeah, sure. They're attractive and it's just there. There's so much, the survival rate is just so tough, you know, just with, you know, storage and the oh way my that, God. Them, you know, maybe it's yeah. just, you know, you, there are very few out there. So I have a nice little stash of those in my safe. Um, the hey, choice I'm ones. Quick pause. Yeah, go for hey, it. Can... It's um, the, it's the choice okay. ones are just hard to beat, man. That's the, and oh, you know, they're, just, they're it, and you can't get them. Like I said, you just, you can't get them. 
well, in men's state like that, think of what it took that someone preserved that all those years, you know? Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you know, one fingerprint on there and it's going to be brown, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's so true. So when they're really nice like that, especially if they're original, like, I don't know, I've gotten decent at like trying to tell if they've been like, you know, doctored or hit with ammonia or something. But when it's like an original about copper. Yeah. When it's like an original red. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's either red or it's not. That's, you know, one thing, I, you know, about copper, it's either, it's either just red or it's, you know, kind of that off color red that just, you know, doesn't look, it's not passable. Right. right. <laughs> um, you know, so. So tell us about the coin shop podcast, man. I really like it. How did that all come about? Um, the coin shop podcast, uh, you know, obviously I've had my media team telling me for the last two years, you got to do a, You got to do a podcast. You got to do a podcast. And I just, you know, it was trying to find time, you know, when, when in the world do we have time? Oh man, it's um, difficult. You know, when do we have time to do it? And, and to be consistent. Well, and that was it, you know, and then it was also too like production quality. Right. So like, I'm not, you know, I didn't want to do something, you know, I wanted to do, I had a certain expectation of what it was going to look and sound like if we were going to do it. So, um, I literally one morning, just, you know, like right, right before the summer, um, I, I was just, it was early in the morning. I just had some quiet time and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this podcast thing. Um, you know, we're going to do it. And, um, you know, I came in and I sat a couple of people down and we kind of, you know, took, took some notes on what we were going to need, what type of equipment and, um, you know, kind of did like a mock guest list. And I called, uh, Miles Standish and, um, I asked him, I said, Hey, can you come down and, uh, um, can you come down and, and do a podcast with me? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, we talked about it for a couple of days and, you know, we just jumped on there and, and we started talking about grading in the grading That's room. Awesome. And, you know, we set a precedent for what the coin shop podcast was going to be. So, I mean, basically it's for smaller coin shops or other coin shops, not necessarily smaller, but just other coin shops on, because I think a lot of times people want to beat their chest about well, the good things they do mm -hmm. or, you know, the good, the good buys, you know, if you look at some of the content that's on Instagram, it's like, Hey, look what we did. Oh, I just got all these coins cacked. Oh, I just, right, right. I made all these grades, but nobody tells you about the losses. Yeah. Nobody tells you about the bad yeah. deals. Nobody tells you about the counterfeits to look oh. for. No one tells you about, so it's like, I don't want to go out. To We've all been there, man. <laughs> Yeah, but what I want to do is talk about. Let's talk about some of the w, some of the losses. Like, let's talk about you know maybe how to keep somebody else from making some of the same mistakes that we've Absolutely, made. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like we or, or how to how to hire a new employee and how to really try to test them out. Um, you know, how to use Which some is of the hard. equipment that's available to us today. How do you integrate diamonds into your business? Scrap gold. How do you integrate right. gemstones? How do you integrate Rolexes? You know, all of these things, you know, we did over time, over, uh, you know, a 12-year span, and we really dedicated ourselves to it. And, you know, we spent a lot of money, but it's paid huge dividends. Yeah. And the whole point for the Coin Shop podcast was to be able to share those experiences. But, you know, kind of in the last three or four weeks, it's, you know, yesterday we had Johnny Manziel on and that, that will air next week. And, 
it's starting to come into more of a, you know, mindset thing of collectibles. Like, so number one, I say mindset of collectible mindset in, in general, but just like before anything, before you do anything, you must have the right mindset. Yeah. Right. You Dude. must. Absolutely. You can't, you can't, I can't go into a situation and expect great results and be negative. Right. Um, I can't open up my store and expect, you know, people to do business with us with some negative attitude about their, you know, their product. And that was one thing that, um, before we hire anybody, I make sure they understand is that this, the deal that you buy or the, or the deal that you're sitting down in front of was somebody's grandfathers or great grandfathers or uncles or brothers or cousins or someone that's yeah. probably no longer alive. You have to be mindful to of show, that. You, know? you need to show the utmost respect for that deal. Yeah. I don't care if it's a bunch of memorial sense, you or, sit down, yeah. you look through those memorial sense and you, you know, you give them and tell them the nicest way possible that these are still face value. He picked some right. really great ones out. He had a really good eye. Um, but unfortunately, those are still spendable today. Yeah. But really, I appreciate you guys trusting us to bring it in. Thank you very much and have a great day. Yeah. And that's it. You that's, know, not that's so you know, true. Being, not be a jerk about it. Like, Oh, this is just change. You know I mean? You know, it's kind of a, yeah, you can just go throw that in coin star. I, you know, I Absolutely. heard one of my guys say that one time and I, I just, I let him have it. No, that's the I, old uh, way of doing things. And then, you know, it turns a lot of people off, you know? Yeah. Well, I just, that, that doesn't happen in our coin shop. So, you know, that was, you know, that was, you know, mindset to me, mindfulness, uh, you know, gratitude, um, you know, trying to live in a basis of those things and keep those things in the forefront, mm. keep that, you know, keep a positive mental attitude and work you forwards, always Absolutely. looking to do the next right thing, always looking to the next step, not trying to stay so far in the past. Um, and it's crazy that a lot of the entrepreneurs and other guys that I talk to, that's really how they perform and that's how they continue to be successful. Absolutely. So, you know, we continue to try to do these coin shop segments and we will always do these coin shop segments, but I'm telling you the coin shop, the podcast has evolved into something greater and we've been doing it for, I don't know. I think we've had 10 episodes now, 11 episodes. That's great. So it's man. just been, yeah, it's just really been a, uh, it's been just a really, just a cool ride. Um, you know, and I only, you know, I just expect nothing but, but great things from it. Um, you know, we dedicate ourselves. We've got a good team. Um, you know, we have, um, you know, great support, you know, we've got good editors, we've got, you know, we just, things kind of fell in, 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 in the, the place. right place. That's and good. Yeah. We're just going to continue to doing that. We're just that that's the whole that. thing, man. I, I wanted like that. Why I started doing this is because I wanted to see it, you know, and I couldn't find what I wanted. Like I wanted to know about the collector mindset. I wanted to share stories and then what's it like, what's let's go deeper into the mind of a collector and how they think, you know, and that's what I wanted to see. So that's, I had to create it and I'm glad, like I couldn't, I, there was nothing really out there that was visual for one. And then talked about what I wanted to hear from, from coin content. So I'm super happy that you guys jumped in because now I got something extra to watch and listen to <laughs> besides well, myself. <laughs> That was the B side to the, the the podcast. So, you know, first it was for collector. I mean, first it was for the the coin shops, but then it was for the collector, 
Okay. So what do you look for in a coin shop? So say for instance, you know, somebody from Idaho is watching this or somebody from, you know, Syracuse, New York is watching this and they're like, wow, well, I wish we had us coins nearby. Yeah. Um, that's the chances happens. are you probably do have a good coin shop nearby, but these are the things that you need to be armed with before you go sell your deal. Right. Um, you know, you need to know what the market is. The gray sheets readily available. Um, you know, auction records are re readily available these days. You know, all you have to do is open a few accounts and a few, you know, use your email and open a few accounts and you can see auction records. Um, you can pretty much tell what the market is on things. So, Absolutely. you know, the days of, the days of, you know, people going and getting ripped off in coin shops hopefully are over with because too much you know, price me, discovery. There's, there's tons of good, price discovery on this stuff. And, and, and good for it. Good for Absolutely. it. You know, because Absolutely. it makes the again, hobby better. It levels. It levels the playing field, you know. I mean, listen, without the retail customer, not we're all looking for a job. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, why true. wouldn't we educate them? Right. Have to, I, man. Have it, to. it doesn't make any sense to me. And being a local so, coin like, shop, I always told people at the store, I'm like, you know, even if they come in and they don't sell me anything or do business, I'm happy to help them. I say, use us as a resource. We're right here. We do the same thing. You know, um, you know, even if you know, I'm not the closest or, you know, for off by four or 5% or whatever it is, you know, at least you're armed with the right information and, you know, you've got, you know, you've got, um, you know, you've gotten a second opinion uh, or third opinion or whatever. And if it doesn't work out there, you can always bring it back because I always need the product. Absolutely. So, you know, it's really a win-win for us. You know, we get to make a connection, um, you know, we get to share our experience and we can share our knowledge with the customer and whether they choose to do business or not is completely up to them. But nine times out of 10, they choose to do business with us. So we're, you know, we're pretty happy with the success of it so far. That's great, man. That's awesome. So what's next for, for you guys? Man, we've got some things down the pipeline. 2023 should be an interesting year. Um, we're, um, you know, we just, we just kind of keep, evolving um business wise Keep pushing um, for you know it. opportunity opportunities you know present themselves to us and um we we do our best uh again to try to kind of come in with the same attitude let's just you know try to start from you know the start of gratefulness and let's try to you know try to be very humble moving through the process but you know there's a very fine line you know because we are we're we're, we're lions too you know what i mean we wanna, <laughs> you know we want we want to be able to you know we want to be Roam able about to, to take <laughs> yeah we want to take on something head on you know and we want to shred it you know we want to you know we, we're there's three brothers, right? There's three um, of you guys. You know, okay. I didn't, I, us, I thought right? there was two. Yes. But, uh... No, no, no. It's myself, Blake and Matthew. Um, and actually, um, uh, my stepbrother, uh, -huh. uh, my, 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 that's step dude, that's my, awesome. My brother man. will from now, I mean, there's four of us in the building, um, three Duncans and you know, we're all hungry. Um, and we're all, um, you know, we all, we all kind of share our dad's same mindset, you know, st again, starting with trying, you know, always doing the right thing and then, you know, work your butt off, you know, until you uh, achieve what you, uh, what your goals are. And, you know, yeah, we set very to. definitive goals and, um, and, um, you know, we, we keep each other accountable and, and trying to, you to ever think about those goals. You ever think about opening up another store? Um, man, have we, yeah, we talk about it. I mean, all the time, it's just, you know, we get so much done out of this one build, one building, you know, we actually, we bought another building and, um, in the process of buying another one. And, um, 
you know, it, you know, I'll never say never, you know, but it just seems like, you know, we all work pretty well here, you know, and, you know, we love working with dad. You it's know, nice it's to be all, to be in, all in the have. same place, right? Yeah, it really is. You know, and I think, you know, the strength in numbers and, um, you know, breaking away uh, to open another one just to me is like, you know, why would I, what, why would I want to not spend, you know, my t- time with, you know, Matt or Blake or dad? It just it wouldn't make thing, any yeah. sense. You know, it just, I feel like we're stronger together. So, um, you know, we just try to have, honestly, we just keep building around this, this kind of core that we've already built. And I think, uh, I think we'll continue to do that until something else presents itself. But like I said, I'll never say never, but it, that is not in our, you know, short-term plans at all. Right. Got it. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Well, I'm glad like you got, you gave me the time and we sat down and we talked about all this stuff because, um, I really, you know, I've been meaning to get you guys on and I love the podcast. I love what you're doing and absolutely want to support everyone in the community that's out, that's hungry like you guys out there and trying to make this industry better and expand it because that's, that's ultimately what I want to see. I want to see our industry grow. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you. How long have you been doing your podcast? Not that well. I started like December of last year, pretty much. Yeah. So it was it was just, you know, I didn't, it was something I didn't really want to do. You know, it wasn't my goal to sort of have a podcast, but I was, I kept looking for something and I couldn't find it. And then when I first started out doing it, I had a guy here in this, you know, that was in a studio and I was trying to get into the studio, but you know, not everyone's is consistent, you know, like I'm, I'm, yeah. when I'm working, I'm work, I'm ready to work. You know what I mean? I, not only do I manage Vegas coin dealers, so that takes up crazy time, especially this year. But, um, and then on top of that, if I'm going to commit to doing this, I want to get it done, you know? So it's, I just started to do everything myself and just steamroll ahead. So now I'm like, uh, I did two seasons already. And this will be my, this is like, I'm recording like the third season now. So it's cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, it's, um, yeah, I like it. You know, um, I, I too have looked for some content out there. There's really not a lot, uh, in terms of podcasts. Um, so, you know, I kind of felt the same way, you know, it's like, if, if we're not going to do it, who is, um, do it. Uh, we gotta be, we gotta be the ones to do it, man. You know, otherwise it's not going to happen probably for a while and then it'll happen. I mean, if, it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen anyways. And it might as well be us that's the yeah. way I looked at it. So, yeah, no, I get it. I get it, man. So, uh, well, cool. So you've enjoyed it so far. You've yeah. liked, um, you've liked, um, you know, you've liked this venture into this podcasting. Cause I, I mean, honestly, I you didn't know, know anything about it. I, you know, I've listened to a few here and there. Um, but, um, it's not, you know, I've got, you know, I've got three kids and, you know, I, I'm here six days a week, so I don't really have a lot of spare time. That's what it uh, is. When I do, that's know, the hard I do, part. I can't, you know, coaching t-ball or you know that's awesome uh, you know throwing football or baseball with the kids or swimming or doing something or hanging out with you know the family and so i don't you know i don't listen to a lot of podcasts so when when it first brought was brought up to me it wasn't something that i just had some easy uh answer for or just said hey yeah let's do it you know i i don't just kind of we kind of just kind of fly by the seat of our pants but I, i will i will leave you with this um 
whenever you have the right team of people, you can do anything. That's true. Um, you know, it starts again with that positive mindset and knowing that you can do it. You know, you know, if you know you can do it and you've got the right team, you can accomplish anything. Absolutely. So, um, you know, that's, um, that's evident in this case. Um, you know, I won't say that we've had some tremendous success with the podcast so far. I mean, you know, we've gotten some views, you know, our industry is small though. That's the thing. Like I, with me, I don't, I don't expect, I don't even care about the numbers. I, as long as someone's out there, I figure if there's a kid out there that's getting into coins and he finds this and he likes it or learns something from it, job's done. So that's, I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not trying to be a a big podcaster. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no but if i can but, you know be informative it's great i think it helps the hobby you know no i agree i agree um but you know you know a little bit of me just if i'm gonna get in it you know i want it to be done right <laughs> yeah you know, i want to go you're uh, gung-ho i know it's <laughs> i want to go you know it, you know, and I don't know necessarily think that's a bad trait. Um, Absolutely not, been, dude. No, no of course not. Contained, right? So, of course not. But, well, um, the anyway, the good thing is, is what? you got people out there that are gonna. You do have a good team, and you got other people out there like me that are gonna support you. So, just keep doing it. Just keep killing it, man. Just stay focused. Do what you're doing, and then you're gonna be fine. Man, I uh, I greatly appreciate those words of encouragement, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for Absolutely. reaching out and Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. You got it, man. Quick thing, best and right. best and worst things about having a brick and mortar. Um, let's see, security. I mean, is is you know, is the thing that keeps me up at night, right? How do I keep you know my family safe? How do I keep my employees safe? How do I keep my customers safe? It's a big um, concern these days. You know, we spend more money on security every single, you know, every single year than more than any other other expense. It's, um, you know, I say outside of any other, you know, hard cost. Um, it is, um, it is something that we always try to be preventative and that and never reactive to. Um, and then um, I'd say your benefit, obviously, is just being able to kind of provide that farm-to-table service, right? Um, you know, the deal comes in, you get to originate the deal, and then you've got the customer for the deal. So you don't – there's no middleman involved, so you're able to give the customer a better price, and you're able to sell, the you know, to a customer at a better price. So it's, you know, it's a true – it's a win-win for three parties um, because you get to pay the originating party, uh, a, you know, more aggressive uh, payout. And then, you know, you yourself, because you know, the customer, you have the benefit of making it both ways. It's all right. Um, there. So, you know, but if, if I can't keep everybody safe, then, then nobody wins. So, you know, that to me is, is the most important thing is just, like I said, keeping the family, keeping the customers, keeping the employees safe. Um, and we've done a good job so far and we're just going to, every time there's a new technology out, we're buying it. And, um, you know, we've got cops swarming all over this place in the parking lot. We've got them inside the building. We've got them at every exit. That's great. Um, you know, so we just, we spare no expense when it comes to security. That's great, man. Smart. It's a good thing to do. Well, Kenny, yeah. it was a pleasure, man. And I'm glad we got to do this. And hopefully I get to see you sometime soon in person at either a show or when I'm in town, I'll definitely come by and say hi. Look forward to it, man. All right, man. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate easy. it. For sure. Have a good one. All right. Take care.